Hello and welcome, peoples of the interwebs. Tis I, Christy. And me, Kelly. And you're back joining us once again at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast. Welcome! The spookiest month of the year has passed, unfortunately. I mean, November still kind of got the spooky feel, though. It, it's, it's, because it's fall. Yeah. That's why you feel, but like, October has officially come and gone. I know. And though we are spooky year-round... Yeah. It doesn't really affect us. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I but it does like you can feel it's different. The spirit Halloweens are gonna disappear here soon. And... Yeah, and then like I can already sense Mariah Carey defrosting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've I sense already, it. I, I already heard Christmas songs and stuff. No, no, Kiwi. It's, it's, no, I haven't sought them out. Like, don't get me wrong. No, I don't go. I know you don't, but like. Uh, well, I mean, I've seen Christmas decorations in stores. I'm literally going Christmas shopping next weekend. Like, I was seeing Christmas decorations uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, bitch, what the fuck? Absolutely fucking not. No. <laughs> Why? Um. Well, if you're new here, real quick, Christy and I watch a horror movie every other week, and then we talk about it, and we try and talk about fun facts and the plot and really how we feel about it, because honestly, our opinion is... <laughs> We are overly opinionated. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree. That's that's just how this works. And you're going and I'm guarantee at least at one episode you're going to de- disagree with one of us. Oh yeah, there's no way th- There's no way. <laughs> These are our opinions. You're entitled to yours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now this one though. Yeah. So this one, this is Kelly's pick for our two movies for Monsters. Yeah, and again, I haven't seen this one, but I wanted to watch it. So we watched The Thing from Another World from 1951. So the original The Thing. Yes. Uh, so, Kelly. Yay. You want to hit us with our cast right Yay. away? Okay. Do it. Uh, Margaret Sheridan is Nikki Nicholson. Uh, people say mysteriously top build. And I'm like, why you gotta be shady like that, though? Why you gotta be calling it out? She, well, she can be a woman and be top build. Fucking get with it. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Toby is Captain Patrick Hendry. Robert Cornthwaite is Dr. Arthur Carrington. Douglas Spencer is Ned Scotty Scott. James Young is Lieutenant Eddie Dykes. Dewey Martin is Bob, the crew chief. <laughs> no last good old, name. Good old Bob. Um, Robert Nichols is Lieutenant Ken Mac McPherson, or probably Mick McPherson. McPherson? I'd say Mac. McPherson. If his nickname is Mac. Uh, William Self is Corporal Barnes. Edward Franz is Dr. Stern. Sally Creighton is Mrs. Chapman. And James Arnis is the thing. Yes. From another world. <laughs> Post- <laughs> <script>. <laughs> Fine print. <laughs> Oh, and this is directed by Christian Nibby. Nibby? Nibby. Nibby Bibi. Bidi bidi Yes, that. Fair warning, I'm a, I'm running on very little sleep. Christy's running on fumes, y'all. Oh yeah. <laughs> the fumes from the candle next to us. I'll I'll get into some stories, maybe at the end of the podcast, if we have a little bit of time. I tune in to find out. Yes. Um, so let's just jump right into this good old juicy plot. Mm-hmm. So we have a journalist, Ned. He's like, I need a story. He do. So he's going to join the Air Force to go to the South Pole 
and see what has crash landed on Earth. Was it South Pole or was it North Pole? In the trivia, I saw South Pole. In the plot, it says North Pole. I thought it was North I'm pretty sure it's North Pole. I thought it was North Pole, but like I said, I was going off of trivia, trivia when I was saying that sentence. You piece of shit. <laughs> How, how are we supposed to trust you if you can't get your poles right? <laughs> you could say they're polar opposites. Ah, that's bad. <laughs> so, they're going to a pole. We're going to say the North Pole. Kelly got distracted by birds because my window, I forgot to close. <laughs> so, if you hear some if beautiful sees, birds yes. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. We're just, you know, Snow White over here. Yes. Um, so they're going to go and see what has crash landed on Earth. Something has fallen out of the sky and is in the ice. Yeah, they they're going to go investigate. They had some readings and stuff and are like, it's 42 miles east. Bar, 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 bar. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> and so the Air Force is also bringing up a good old pack of sled dogs. The they're, best part of this movie! They're so fluffy, adorable. I love them all to pieces. They're all huskies, and they're very cute. Yes. They're so cute. So, upon arrival, uh, everybody kind of gets off, and they ra the radio operator, we meet all the the cooks, we meet the scientists, we, mm -hmm. we see that uh, Hendry has... Got some little romance going on with Nikki, and he's like, "Oh, I like you. Let's like talk up here." And she's like, "Oh, flirty like, flirt." Uh, okay, I would love to say that I really like Nikki. I do too. And I am pleasantly surprised by the way that she was written, considering considering she's a woman in film in the nineteen fifties. Right, she's not so much a damsel in distress. Not she's at all. an educated woman. She's she knows her shit. She holds her she own. She about her shit like she. She has a moral compass. Yeah. She's she not just doing what the man tells her to do. She's not a damsel in distress. She doesn't really need saving. I mean, obviously they protect her, but she's not like, oh, oh my god. Yeah, oh. she has one, like, encounter later, and then she's just like, yeah, no, I'm good to go. Like, I'm good to keep going. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. She's like, I'm clearly unhurt. We made it through. Let's keep going. Mm -hmm. So, love that for her. <laughs> So, the team assembles, and they're going to go check out what's buried in the ice. They make it to the ice with the sled dogs carrying all the equipment. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, if you're in the North Pole, this, oh, is, no. this is my gripe with the attire of this movie. Oh, it's, I love it. Uh, <laughs> you would freeze to death in the attire that at least the journalist is wearing. L like He's wearing a light jacket. He, just like a, a trench coat, really. Yeah. And not even a lined one. The thing, oh, Christy and I were freaking out too, because that wouldn't even survive a Wisconsin like winter, no. let alone the North Pole. What I found out though is they filmed this particular scene with everything in the desert, so of course they weren't wearing. See, and that was what we were thinking when yeah, we were watching it. Sand. Is it, it looks sand. Like sand? So, but like it does, it looked. It looked convincing, well, like powdery snow. Yeah, it looked convincing in the black and white film. Yeah, it was very well done. But I think because of that, they didn't completely layer them in the appropriate. It was a hundred degrees outside. Yeah, I so mean, I understand. <laughs> but for authenticity, you're in the North Pole. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They're like, no, and their faces aren't even covered. Like, no, so they're taking off gloves. gloves. <laughs> Those poor huskies, though. 
Oh my gosh. Huskies don't do well in the heat. No, they don't. Which is why when they're not moving, they're just laying there. They're like, can we go? They're like, can, can we, I have a water bowl, please? Can we go now? Yeah. Um. So they see something sticking out of the ice. And they're yeah. just like, oh, what could it be? And they're like, okay, well, we can see the parameters. So let's everybody spread out mm -hmm. and stand where they see the end of this. And they realize they're in a circle. A perfect circle. It's an UFO. UFO. <laughs> Some may say that it's saucer-shaped. It seems pretty sussy to me. <laughs> oh! -ha -ha! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, okay, well, we have to try to uncover this. So what better way to do that, Christy? Dynamite. Absolutely. Blow it up. This needs <laughs> Let's to be lit. <laughs> light this fucker up. I, I don't know and why then they thought this was a good idea. And then they do. And then they're like, oh shit, we destroyed it. <laughs> I love that. I love that for them. <laughs> we lost it. <laughs> I can't believe we've done this. The UFO. <laughs> the UFO. <laughs> it just destroyed all. <laughs> no. Oh no. And then they investigate and oh shit, we didn't destroy the whole thing. There's a, there's a guy down there. Yeah. Let's get the guy! Yep. So they get the guy, and they bring it back. And there, some, there's like two different groups of guys here, right? There is your military men that are your servicemen. They're a little more gung-ho, dynamite, blow them up, shoot them up. But they're also super cautious, and they're also like, we don't know if this is foreign enemy number one <laughs> or not. And then yeah. you have the scientists, and the scientists... We must learn everything. Yeah, in the pursuit of knowledge they make certain decisions because they, I mean, the head one, Dr. Carrington, I think, yeah. believes that at the expense of humanity, this thing could, like, I don't know. I don't really understand this He's thing. like, we can befriend it and learn from it. It's not so much, like, the expense of humanity. It's like, uh, we're judging this thing before we even yeah. try to uh, communicate with it or try to learn its technology or what it knows of our of the worlds beyond ours like yep. so he genuinely wants knowledge so we have guys who are very cautious and maybe a little uh and guys out. who are overly curious yes uh so they bring it back and they're gonna take shifts watching it as they await further instructions from a more higher up individual to tell them whether what they should be doing with this thing yeah they're gonna keep it in the ice mm-hmm uh, the scientists will observe, will take their notes and everything, but they're going to keep it in ice and they're going to wait for the go-ahead, for whatever. Uh, so they're going to take shifts, and they're like, okay, well, we got an electric blanket for mm -hmm. whoever's keeping shifts, because mm -hmm. that room's got to stay cold. Yep. Um, and they're doing their shifts. We get some more little flirty flirt with Hendry mm. and Nikki, mm. and uh, they have confessed they have feelings for each other. There's some discussion about them having known each other before in San Francisco. Yes. Um, I don't really pay attention. Christy. This movie <laughs> is very dialogue heavy. Oh, it's extra. It's very quick. Um, very quick. But the dialogue feels natural. The dialogue it, feels very, very natural, good. but it is very wordy. Yes, it so is. So you have to be, like, paying attention the entire time. And let's be real. I was talking. Kelly talks through movies. I really do. It's a problem. And it probably annoys a lot of people, but... It annoys my brother when we watch anime with him. <laughs> I feel 
added. I'm gonna text him after this. <laughs> Bruh, heard you know like me talking through anime. He said it to you. <laughs> I probably went me. <laughs> you did, and then you just kept talking, and he was just like, "Okay." I mean, you you talk with me. If that's really good, I don't talk. I like him. Really if good. if I'm watching it by myself or with anybody else or have like haven't seen it, of course I'm not gonna really talk mm-hmm. through it. But we banter. Yeah, we... It's fine. All the time. Your mom doesn't seem to care. No, because she also talks through stuff. Mm -hmm, So. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta know that. I'm good in, like, movie theaters, but besides that, I'm really bad. Yeah. The only time you really talk through stuff in a movie theater is if something really scary happens and you're like, Kristen, I need your hand. Yeah, or, like, the beginning of It Chapter 2 when I didn't realize... The freaking Stanley dies. Like I had you were no just like fucking clue. Are you serious? I'm like, it's literally one of the first chapters of yeah, the book. Yeah, it is. And you're like, I haven't read the book and I haven't seen the movie yet, the TV miniseries, and, and I, I didn't, didn't know. know. I'm like, that was probably one of the best horror movie watching moments ever it for me. It was so traumatizing because I was just like, Kelly didn't know. Also, what about like Saw? Because I didn't know the ending to Saw. Saw was good. That is. We have to cover that at some point, but, like... Yes. That... I had no idea. I remember being absolutely fucking shocked. I was like... (laughs) You're like, no! Yeah. I was like, wait, she hasn't seen the ending before. No, she doesn't know! She doesn't know! Or, like, Scream. I didn't know the ending to Scream, either. A lot of these you've been kept in the dark of, and I'm very happy to see someone, like... Genuinely go into movies and not know. Especially for movies that are 20 years old. Yes. <laughs> There's no reason I shouldn't know except for the fact that I haven't grown up around it, so mm-hmm. I just wasn't exposed to it at all. Yeah, which helps. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyway, sidetrack. Yeah, so they're taking shifts, and one guy, he's like, okay, this thing is wigging me out. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't fully comprehend that the blanket that he's got next to him is electric. Mm-hmm. Boogie, woogie, woogie. And <laughs> throws the blanket on the ice. Now, yeah. it melts the ice. Very quickly, actually. Extremely quickly for an electric bl- blanket in sub-zero temperatures. But it's fine. It's fine. I'll, uh... I mean, they're also inside. So yeah. it's not like... Yeah. But also, he probably became conscious and busted through some 100%. of it so uh but now the thing is free yeah the guy shoots at him yep uh doesn't seem to have any effect on the thing nope so he locks the door behind him and goes and notifies everybody he's panicking I, uh, me too i mean me too yes i would be but also when he closes the door he met ma- i think he manages to get an arm off of the thing. Not yet. Not because yet? Because they go back out, they see him fighting with the dogs. That's right, the doggos get it. This is the worst part so, of the movie. So, yeah, he goes and gets everybody, everybody goes out, and they see the thing fighting off the dogs. Now, he's, like, throwing these dogs around like rag dolls. And Not he, cool. He kills two of them. Zero out of ten. Uh, in this instance. I hate it. <laughs> it was much sad. But one of the doggos got a win and took his arm with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they take the arm... And the scientists are analyzing it. They're like, it's very plant-based. Mm-hmm. They're, like, kind of doing a few, like, tests to see if there's any, re- yep. re- like, reactions mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, they see, like, little thorns and claws coming out of it. Like, yeah, it looks like, uh, like, claws. Yeah, so they're talking about it like it's a giant carrot. 
with claws. I mean... Space carrot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not much else to say. Yeah. yeah. It's a. It's just a plant man from space. Plant alien. Mm-hmm. And, as they're discussing, uh, it starts to move on its own. Yes, so then the fingers start to go, and they're like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, uh-oh. So the scientists are going to keep examining the arm, and the military is just like, okay, we need to prep for our when it comes back. Mm-hmm. So they go and check out, like, the greenhouse, and they check around, mm-hmm. making sure, like, it didn't come back in. Um, and they do realize that in the greenhouse that the door was broken open. Yeah. They see blood, and that the door was then reattached. Yeah. So it's smart. We're seeing intelligence from this creature. Yes. Uh, they track the blood to a storage box, and they open it, and another poor doggo comes out. Now, the doggo is almost drained of all of its blood, so we realize that it is feeding off of yeah like other living creatures blood in order to survive yes yes um and uh from the hand the scientists were able to get seeds from it yeah because it's plant-based and carrington who is very sleep deprived and is uh a hazard Mm -hmm. uh decides that it's a good idea to first of all have his two guys stay in the greenhouse and keep watch in case it comes back and keep it hidden from the military. Yeah. Keep everything that they just discovered hidden from the military. Mm-hmm. Carrington is going to go and secretly start making a little, like, freaking nursery of... A colony. Yes. Things. Yep. And testing out the blood and the plasma and all that. Mm-hmm. So that he's also using their emergency resources in case they have to do blood transfusions. Yeah. This guy, no good. This man. Sucks. Yeah, he does. With his pajamas and oversized jacket. Yeah, we kind of talked about it as we were watching the movie, but oversized pants was a style then, and it just, no. And, like, oversized suit jackets were also a style, which it was a bad style. But his is, like, another size up. His looks like they're... He's, like, an XL. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, a medium dude wearing an XL jacket. And pants. And pants. And the pants don't match the jacket. No. They look like pajama pants. They do. Yeah. This may. It's strange. He cray cray. Um, but the military and all them, uh, they get alerted from a very injured scientist. Mm-hmm. Then becoming aware that the plant thing did come back. Yes. And start wreaking havoc and killing things again. Yeah. Uh, and they decide, I think this is where they board up then. The mm-hmm. greenhouse. Because there is both a front and a back entrance to this that they're worried he can just, you know. Yeah, he's already come and gone from the greenhouse and is starting to show that it is a violent mm-hmm. being. Yes. Uh, Carrington does not give two shits. He confides in the remaining scientists, mm-hmm. his uh, baby booming project. For the Horrible. Thing horrible he's like oh yeah if i did this this and this they're progressing more over here than over here so he's like he's like okay here's all my notes nikki go and type them up on the typewriter and bring them back to me don't let the military see it and there's probably what i would say like between 30 to maybe 50 of these little things that he's decided oh, to yeah. grow 
It's a huge, it's a big table, and they, he's got rows of them. And there is some, definitely some amount of discomfort among the other scientists. They yes. aren't all on board with this shindig. No, but Carrington's their boss. Yeah. So, they're kind of like, we kind of have to go with the boss, but Nikki's like, no. I got some moral compass, so she goes through all the notes, because she's mm-hmm. got to type them all up. Yep. So, she does all that, and Hendry shows up, and he's like, hey... What's going on? Yeah, because the medical supplies are missing, and they're trying to heal the scientists that got hurt in the greenhouse. Yes. And so Nikki's like, um, well, there's the notes. You can act like you fought me for them, because I'm not supposed to give them to you, but, mm-hmm. like, they're there. Go for it. Yeah. And once he reads it, he's like, shit. <laughs> yeah, and immediately it was like, big stomps into Dr. Carrington's office. Yeah, he's like, what is the meaning of this? What the um so yeah they're having a lot of issues and dr carrington obviously is like no don't kill my babies and he's like bro we have one live grown ass one in here and it's gonna murder all of us we don't need these yeah so they get rid of those as best as they can and then they are boarding up and the thing comes back to the other entrance does a swipe, doesn't it? Or is this... It do... Yeah, this is the first battle, I think. Okay. Um, so they're... The military and Nikki are fighting it off. Mm-hmm. Nikki's got a mattress that she's... Oh, yeah, this ...hiding part. behind. And so they realize that fire hurts it. Yeah, this is a person in a full bodysuit, too. Mm-hmm. One of, like, the first instances of it, or the first. Yeah, one of the first. Um, which... You can tell it's one of the first, because when one... It, it, one thing I read about is the guy in that suit, he's got oxygen being pumped to him oh God. at 100%. No. That's what fire feeds off of. Right, that's really dangerous. Yes. Thankfully, he was fine, To from what I understand. Yeah. They didn't mention him getting injured or dead or anything like that. But, like, that's extremely dangerous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for an experimental stunt man to be doing. Yeah. So... Uh, but they, they fend it off with fire, and they're like, okay, well, we survived that, not every, everybody survived that just fine, I mean, some scrapes and bruises yeah, and everything like that. but no one died. No one died. Let's reboard this up, and let's find a way to trap it and kill it. Yeah. Because this is a major problem at yeah, this point. Yeah, if it kills all of us, what, like, how do we stop this? It's impervious to bullets. Yeah. This is a threat to humanity. We need yeah. to handle this. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, let's figure out a way and how to set it on fire. And they now they realize that also their heat is gone. Yeah. The, actually, like, this thing is intelligent enough to have turned it off. And it is the North Pole, so they can't, they, they say something like, they could survive about 30 minutes out in the cold before freezing to death, which is not a lot of time. No. At all. No. So they're going to essentially become human popsicles for this thing if they don't mm-hmm. figure their shit out. So, they're like, okay, well, the furnace doesn't stop working. We need to do X, Y, Z, but we do have a generator. So let's lure it in, and one guy, he's like, why don't we electrocute it? Yeah. And they're like, done. Let's do this. So they rig up this huge hallway um, with the wiring and everything like that so mm-hmm. that they can electrocute it. And Mr. Scientist Man is like, no, we should still try to learn from He pulls from. a gun on him. Yeah, and someone just takes it away from him and they're like, 
make him sit his ass down, and then they just keep, went, go back to yeah, work. they don't care. They don't care. They're I like, we're the fucking military. Yeah. What are you going to do with that little pistol? Like, nah, brah. And then um, Dr. Carrington eventually throws himself in front of the thing and says, I am your friend, blah, 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 blah. And it bitch slaps him. Yeah, and he hits his head hella hard. Yeah, so he dies. Does he die? From what I understand, he dies. I thought he was fine. They just said he had he was wounded at the end of the movie. Oh. Huh. Then my kill count is just one off. Here we go. Off eeks. I wish he died. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they do electrocute it, and they kill the thing. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, they say, tell the world, uh, tell this to everybody, where, wherever they are, watch the skies everywhere, keep looking, keep watching the skies. Which apparently is a, a very famous sci-fi quote. Yes. That is, has been used in iteration. Time and time again. Yeah. So, that's the movie. It's not a very long movie, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, it's from the 1950s, so... And like I said, it's very wordy, there's not a lot of, like, great detail... No, but the dialogue is very good. Yeah. I do very much like it. I, it feels natural. It, no one is out, like, outrightly super dumb. No one is feels out of place. Like, I, I think my biggest problem with this is I had a little bit of trouble with the names. Yeah, because they just... They just go. Go. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of very stereotypical white guy names. Ned. <laughs> like... We have what? Well, and it's a lot of last names. Patrick, Arthur, like, Ned, Scotty, Eddie, like, Bob, Ken, like... Yeah. And, it's a lot to try and keep, and, yeah. And because they're in the military, you get a lot of captain, lieutenant, corporal. Yeah. So, we have a kill count of two. We have scientists in the greenhouse, and we have the thing. And then if you want to include the doggos, then it's five. Yeah, we should. Okay, so it's five. So, Quisty. Had you seen this movie before? Yes. What did you think of this movie? Watching it a second time, I liked it better. Okay. Um, sci-fi is not my strongest suit, but, you know, mixed with a little bit of a monster flair, I do like this. Okay. You... I, I like this movie. It impressed me. I always kind of go into movies that are this old with some amount of apprehension just because there are certain tropes or there are certain things that older movies do that are just not with the shits anymore. But they were the one that started those tropes that you would think about. No, I'm talking more about, like, the cultural. Ah, those. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like, those, I, I respect, I respect the authority, but, like, I do, like this movie a lot and I like the way they portrayed pretty much the only woman in it there is one other one but she's really just like randomly she's in just the kind of there scene. she's yeah. one of the guys's wife okay yeah I, I don't know I'm not even sure she has any lines I think she's a nurse or maybe one line I think she's just a standard nurse I don't think she's so much like a scientist or anything like she's that because she has right. like smelling salts and yeah, she's like that's right. taking care of the wounded but other than that she's not really doing much else yeah uh, so, fun facts. Fun facts. Um, originally, uh, the creature was intended to be a shapeshifter, uh, more based on the novel, but due to budget and, and you know, their limited uh, special effects capabilities, they just had the plant man. Yeah, and you mentioned this, I'm not sure if we mentioned this before, but it is based off of a novella, technically, 
from 1938 uh, called Who Goes There by, and this is his, his name, he did, it was like Don Stewart was his, um, his fake name, but his actual name was John W. Campbell. Um, Major sci-fi editor, I guess, of a magazine, I can't mm -hmm. remember which one. Um, the close-ups of the thing were removed because they thought that the makeup wouldn't hold up or anything like that. But, you know, having it more of the silhouette makes it creepier. I think it, it worked. Uh, James Arnest, who plays the thing, was very upset by the way he looked. He wouldn't go to the premiere and stuff like that because he thought he looked like a giant space carrot. Yeah. I didn't get carrot. I didn't get carrot either. I got Frankenstein more. Which, according to the makeup artist, uh, with all this frustration and everything like that, Hawks told her to just put on, or told him, who, I don't know who Lee Greenway is, um, to just do a Frankenstein headpiece. Yeah, makeup. Um, this was partly shot, like we said, in the desert. It was also shot in a big ice storage plant mm -hmm. and also Glacier National Park. Yep. Um, the guy who accidentally melts the thing from the block of ice, he's whistling Bury Me Not on the Lone Prairie. Uh, it's kind of a famous song of that era. So found that fun <laughs> apparently okay so like uh, full disclosure i didn't have time to read the short story novella it is available online um i want to if we cover the 1980s version of the thing i probably will try and make a point to the like, same like do that but apparently in the original the thing the who goes there mm -hmm. um this creature is more of a shapeshifter which yes is that more of what the thing is from the 80s? Yes. Um, and then also Hawks had to add From Another wor World to the title to avoid confusion with the song The Thing, which was popular at the time. Yep. Yep. And it is still among the America Film Institute's uh, 2001 list of top 100 most heart-pounding American <laughs> movies. Uh, let me see if I... Oh, um, this scenes from this film are featured in John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978 when they're watching Jamie Lee Curtis mm -hmm. and Laurie and stuff. And then John Carpenter's movie. like, I will do the remake. Yeah. Because he loved it. And he was actually approached to do the remake, and he originally was going to turn it down. He's like, I don't think anybody can beat the original. But then he thought about it. He's like, well, if anyone's going to try, it's going to be me. So then he... Mm -hmm. Um, he signed on board for it. They were considering at one point filming scenes for this in Alaska for the snow, but weren't able to make it work. That would be kind of miserable. A little bit. When it's cold, it's and, cold. And when it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. So, you know, cold, hot, yeah. I mean, I don't know, look. More true words have never been said. Do you have any other fun facts that I you really wanted to talk about? don't. There wasn't as much out there on this as I kind of hoped there would be. It is an older movie. A lot of, like, details and first-hand accounts kind of get lost because there's not really, like, television interviews about movies from back then, so. Mm -hmm. Or documentaries by the time people were interested in listening to documentaries about old stuff. I think, too, like, when I think the thing, I think of the 1980s version that I've heard of. I mm -hmm. didn't realize there was a 1950s one, so... I mean, obviously, until we talked about it, we started doing this podcast, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have one review that I found that I found humorous. Generally, uh, reviews are very positive. People usually really like this movie. It's a cult classic. Yeah. There were some that were like, oh, it's too wordy, and gave it one star. I'm like, okay, that's, you're, you're 
What? Okay. That's not even... Okay, like, me, me. Okay. But uh, the only funny one that I found was a three and a half star review that says, I will never look at a salad the same way again. Oh. Oh my. Okay. Someone has salad trauma from this I movie. I guess. I hope they're okay, whoever they are. Um, and I have a few taglines. Do it. Uh, I don't get this one. This one's, look out, it's, and then probably the thing from another world's on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard Hawks' astounding movie. Howard Hawks was the producer? I believe so. Uh, he was related to the movie. There is some discrepancy between whether or not Nibby actually directed it and Hawk or Hawks did and there's a lot of back and forth there's a lot of different accounts there's different I think accounts he eventually became credited as a director okay later on um so I think they share the title of director currently okay it says on like Wikipedia te- technically yeah, technically um but there is a lot of controversy over that oh yeah you know I don't care, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's old, it's old news. Yeah. It's 70 years ago, man. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Um, where did it come from? How did it get here? What is it? Uh, natural? <laughs> it just made me think of Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, natural or supernatural? Uh, they had a couple of different ad ones. One was, what is it? There's a newspaper ad that was, what do you know about it? What does science know about it? What does anyone know about the thing? It gets dramatic. And another newspaper ad that said, where did it come from? How did it get here? What is it? Will it destroy us all? Can we escape it? And then it creeps, it crawls, it strikes without warning. That kind of sounds like the blob. Yeah, it does. Um, so you ready to grade this shit? I am. So Christy and I score every movie that we watch on a scale of what well we have five questions my god sorry we have five questions that we score on a scale of one to ten points each so a possible score of 50 total for each individual and a hundred overall yeah so first question was it a good horror movie i gave us a five i gave it an eight okay based on the time frame and that it's a cult classic yeah and i enjoyed it so um how was the acting eight eight yeah, yeah. Special effects? I probably should have been a little more generous on this, but I gave it a four. I was more generous on it. Again, time frame and whatnot, I gave it an eight. Okay. Was it a compelling story or did it have an interesting twist? Six. I gave this a five. I I feel it's a thing. Yeah. Outer space. Yeah. Uh, And lastly, how was the character development and the writing? Eight. I gave it a six. I really love the writing in this movie. I agree that it's too wordy for my for my personal taste, but I still enjoyed it, so I gave it a six. Sounds yeah, good. It's a little above average. So my score was a 30. 36 for me. So we're looking at a 66 for the score, which is putting it in between Grave Encounters from 2011 and Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. Woo! Yep. Yeah. Solid. So next week we're covering my pick. Yeah. Which is Frankenstein from 1931. So we're going back 20 years. Yeah. Um, and we did already watch this, so we just have to do our thing and then record. But I'm excited to talk about it next week, honestly. Yeah. I I, I figured like, if we're doing monsters, we got to do one of the OG monsters. Yeah, we really do. We And we haven't done a whole lot of monster movies. No, the only... Yeah, we've done, like, The Blob the and blob. we've done... Uh, thing obviously but like other than that not really and like the oldest movie we've done is Nosferatu so this is like 
Yes. In that we've realm got, of we've the, got the elder. We've got alien. We've got the blob is kind of another alien. And now we've got Frankenstein. And we've done alien too. Yeah, we also have done alien. Yeah. And Annihilation has some monsters in it. It does. But, like, that's... That's sci-fi, but it's not really a monster sci-fi. It's... No, it's mutation. Yeah. Transformation. Transmutation. (laughs) I have no idea. You crazy. So, the reason why I'm tired is because I just got off of a whole month of The Haunted House. I have one more weekend, but it's been exhausting. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's every Friday and Saturday, and I mean, that's a whole night, basically a whole day, so. Yeah. So, my my complaints of the season. Oh, no. Sexual harassment has run rampant this year. That's so bad. It's so bad. People have gotten kicked out of our haunt left and right because of inappropriate touching of actors. Uh, people have gotten up in my face and said very inappropriate things. Not cool. No. Uncool. Uh, but I did get some fun scares, so... Do you have a favorite scare or a favorite three top scares? Did you have anyone yell out something weird at you? Oh, I'll rapid fire... I'll rapid fire stuff. So I've, I have had a new person pee themselves. Yes! Another one can, can confirmed. I saw it. Oh my god. <laughs> they must have felt so embarrassed. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, I almost got a new one where I almost made someone shart themselves. <laughs> so, like, okay, do you know the vine where uh, he, the guy gets scared and he's like, ah, oh, stop, I could have dropped my croissant. Yeah. That ah yeah. was the guy. And then he farted and then he was checking his butt to see <laughs> if anything came out. And I couldn't, can, I couldn't get the confirmation if he actually did or not. I was like, Damn. Ah. Um. And then this past weekend, um, I got a tumbleweave. So that's where you scare someone so much that their weave falls out. Oh my gosh. And a little bit was left behind in my room, and now it's a trophy. Oh my gosh. It's not here, it's, it's back at the haunt in the makeup room. That's fun. <laughs> or in my area still, but yeah, yeah. I have, I got a tumbleweave. That is fantastic. It's great. Uh, I've had a few people cry, um couple adults crying. I've had a few... Yeah, well... Oh, no. Yeah. I I feel bad for them. My favorite is a grown... Okay, this grown man, like, I'd say mid-20s. Okay. Um, he makes, like, a kissy face at me, and I didn't like that, so I charged him, so I chased him out of my room. Yeah. Screaming. He le- he just makes it out of my room. He falls down on the ground and he starts crying. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just like, well, we learned. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked away. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, I've gotten a few uh, girls crying. Uh, I've got, okay, yeah. I got high fives from kids because they're not scared, but their parents are scared, which is funny. Whoa, that is... Oh, it's it's probably great. the kids taking their, making their parents come with them to a haunted house. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, six or seven year olds. Oh, yeah. Um, which I call them all Happy Meals, because my character is very cannibalistic. I mean, that's adorable. So I call kids Happy Meals, or Tiki Nuggets, 
Chicky nugs. He's one was like, I want to be a cheeseburger. I'm like, you could be a cheeseburger if you want to be a cheeseburger. <laughs> He's like, like, yeah. I would have been like, no, cheeseburger slider. I didn't want to crush a kid's dream of being a cheeseburger. I mean, they're still a cheeseburger. They're just the mini size of a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger slider. Yeah, but if his dream is to grow up to be a cheeseburger. Okay, fine. He can be a cheeseburger. Let, let, let the boy be a cheeseburger. I would have... Doubled down on a chicken nuggie, knowing my personality. I'm like, <laughs> was it like, no? One, one of the parents was like, "What sauce?" I'm like, mm, and I pointed at each one. I'm like, ranch, barbecue, buffalo, <laughs> and all the kids are like, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, so so some good times were had. Well, I'm glad you've got one more weekend left. Mm-hmm. Um, there are. I'm sh- I'm not sure if we're the only haunt that. We're not the only haunt that's still open for one more weekend. There's so, a few in Illinois. I think there's a few more in the Wisconsin area. So if just you, go check out, yeah, if you local haunted houses and see if anyone is still up for an addition, one last scare. Yeah, if you're, you know, you missed your Halloween fun scary mm-hmm. times, go out and see if you can do something this weekend um, before you know we're shut-ins for the rest of the winter. So yeah. <laughs> and uh, and my haunt does blackout. Yes. So. Uh, it's the same haunted house that everybody knows and love, but uh, on the indoor side of things, all you get is a tea light to guide your way through. Everybody's still in there, I but you, you cannot see your way through it very well. So. A tea light like an electronic light. Yep, one tiny little electric candle. No, thank you. No. It's so small that it only has like one battery in it. No. <laughs> no. It's fun acting in blackout. I can I because mean, like your eyes adjust to the okay. point where you can see around you, and you can see them coming from a mile away because they're they have a light source. Yeah. So you could be out in the open. You just be chilling. Yeah, and they're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't see you. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I uh-huh. know, I know you didn't see me. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so join us again in two weeks for Frankenstein. Do you have anything else to plug? Uh, if you like our artwork as much as we do, you need to go to Instagram and visit my sister at Danny Draws Dragons. She is mm-hmm. absolutely fabulous, very talented, and she also guest spoke on, or guest appeared, whatever you want to say, on our episode about Annihilation, which we mentioned in this episode, another sci-fi film. Yeah. And if you want to go check out my Instagram, uh, I posted all of my haunted house photos that I've taken, all of my looks, all of my friends' looks, all Mm -hmm. of our behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Um, That link is also in the description. Uh, It's at Lilith underscore Hilltopple. Yeah. And I also promote the podcast over there as well. Mm -hmm. If you want to join in the conversation and message us, you can join us on Facebook at Unnerved Horror Movie Podcast. We have a wonderful group over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as... At a unnerved on Twitter. Yep. Um, we try to communicate as best we can over there, but you can message us, give us your opinions of what we should cover next, some suggestions. You can give us feedback. We're always looking for feedback. Um, yeah. yeah. If you think that a movie should have been scored higher on our list, feel free. Feel free to reach out to us and give us your opinion on a movie that you <laughs> uh, thought we we were a little too harsh on. 
Doesn't mean we'll change the score, but we'll think about it if we need to reevaluate. I will say that, um, also, give us your movie recommendations. We yeah. do love doing listener recommendations. Oh, yeah, and uh, if you go and join all of the things that we've mentioned, our, my Instagram, then, yeah, all that, um, we'll be putting up votes for Cringemas yeah, this year. So. so we have one movie already picked out. We need... We need someone's opinion on the last one. So, Cringemas, if you're new here, hi. But, um, <laughs> Cringemas, we take two horrible, really bad the, horror movies. We're the still bottom worse. of the barrel. Um, like, we we covered... Uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And, and Class of Newcomb High last year. Yeah, which was fabulous. It was so much fun to do that. So, we're doing it again this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need a, a poll vote. I believe you're going to put up a yeah, poll. Yeah, we'll put up a poll of, like... Three or four movies, um, one with the most votes will be our second Cringemas movie. The other one was already recommended recommended to us, uh, like last year. Um, so we're already good with half of Cringemas episode. Yeah, and I think wow, I mean after Frankenstein, what we're into Cringemas, aren't we? We're we're in December, so we we have one episode and then we have Cringemas after so, that. And I think I, I I have a recommendation for Christmas this year, so I got to talk to Chris about it. Oh. You have a suggestion. I really want to do it because I was in a lot of honor today. It's a Christmas thing where I want to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the meantime, stay safe. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's cold season. Just. Oh, yeah. Just Everyone I know is pretty much stay safe. sick in the past month. Oh, yeah. And, and I, like, all your haunt actors that you've seen are probably a little sore and injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hopefully, you all stayed safe. Yep. Uh, going through your haunts and participating if you are part of any haunts. I know, I'm sore. I mean, like, Kelly can attest I have yeah, bandage on my ankles. fingers and, like... Oh. My fingers, my ankles, like, I'm a mess. Um, but also stay spooky. Just because October's over doesn't mean you should minimize your spook factor. Absolutely fucking not. No. <laughs> okay, keep that energy going through Christmas. <laughs> Be the annoying black sheep of your family if yes. you are. And just be like, yes! Look, now is the time to get your discount Halloween candy. Yes! And go and shop for your costume for next year, because I'm sure it's probably super cheap right I'm, now. I'm, like, I'm sure all of us still have our, like, it's like, I have the plans for next Halloween! Ooh. <laughs> um, But yeah, and we'll see you guys in two weeks for Frankenstein! Bye!